Hey, everybody, it's episode 351 of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It's Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hello. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Hey, you know, I'm doing. You're surviving? Yeah, pretty much. I bet you're happy it's in, like, the 60s, so you haven't had to worry about the heat the heat or the air lately. Dude, <laughs> I, like, not having to have the heat in the air on for the past month and a half at this point, it's been fucking amazing. It's almost, actually, it's probably been about two months now that I haven't had that on. I love it. I love it so much. I love having the windows open. Because you never actually ended up turning your air on, right? Like, you I just stuck no. out those few days that it got into the 90s? Yeah, it was, like, three days, and I was like... By the time I earned, it was like two days in one week and then another day in another week. And I'm like, by the time I had realized how bad it was, the next day wasn't going to be as terrible as that day. And I'm like, if we could get past this day, we can get past any day. And then like the next week, there was one day that was super hot. I'm like, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. It's funny. You're like, hey, it was only like three days and they weren't even together. I'm like, man, it's been like 15 minutes. Let's turn the air on. It's uncomfortable in here. <laughs> it's, I get. I get, with my windows open, my house doesn't start to get hot until later on in the day. Like, and, like, it's not my downstairs like... is like that. Like, if I if I was in the living room, it would be a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Because I work upstairs, even with window like, with the, with the windows open, it actually gets worse because I'm uh, upstairs, my... so all that hot air is just living in here. My window, my upstairs, if I have all the doors closed. Well, not even all the doors closed. If if I have just two windows open and it's the window in the front of the house, window in the back of the house, my upstairs is comfortable. Yeah, for mine is most not. Of, for most of the year because I have it's just a straight up cross breeze. And even if it's not windy out, I still get like a nice comfortable like temperature up there, even on like the hotter days in the in spring. It's, my yeah, house is way too much sun. My Yeah, I mean my house is <laughs> hit by the sun from the time it goes up until about five, six o'clock, seven o'clock, depending on the time of year, because I'm a corner house and I'm um uh east facing. So I get I get sun from the morning until like it passes a threshold, which right now it's about now. Yeah, but don't you have like all those in your backyard kind of shading it once it gets kind of past your house? The sun's always in the front of my house. Oh, so you're not facing. You're well, like the north or south. The side of my house is east facing. Gotcha. So as the sun comes up, I am getting sun like immediately. Yeah, like we get sun in the morning. The sun's in the front of the house, and that's fine because we have trees. But mm-hmm. by like ten o'clock, it's on the side, and there's just no shade anymore. And we don't really get a like a good cross breeze upstairs because of the way the rooms are laid out. So if I open the windows, it's just uncomfortable. Like it. It is more comfortable to have the windows closed and the ceiling fans on yeah. than to have any windows upstairs no. open at all. I used to have a pine tree on uh, uh, on the side of my house before it fell down during one of the heavy windstorms a couple years ago. That pine tree was the best because it covered the corner windows. So it would be always shady, so I wouldn't be getting that direct sun coming into my house on in like on the mornings. It was the best. But ever since that, that tree went down... I've had to deal with the direct sun, and it sucks. And I'm, I haven't signed any paperwork yet, but I'm still considering going solar. And if I do, they're going to be cutting that big tree down in the backyard, which I'm going to be losing a ton of coverage. Isn't that incredibly expensive to do? They will pay for it. And so uh, with the company that I'm going with and the way they've explained it, the I, I'm basically, I'd be getting a loan to get to buy the solar panels and own them, to get that tree knocked down and... 
uh, to get a new roof because I most likely need a new roof. Um, it's a $40,000 loan for 25 years, uh, but it's all covered under getting solar. So that's all like the percentage of the rebate you get from the government for going solar is included with cutting down that tree and doing the new roof. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah so, and, and this company, if they cut down a tree, they, they plant three more. Like the company themselves will pay for planting three more. Doesn't come out of my. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards signing the papers. It's just, it's a 25 year loan for, for $40,000. Uh, that oh. like, yeah. And like, it is a transferable loan. So if I end up selling the house, I can transfer it to some, to the new owners. Or end up using whatever extra money I got from buying the house to pay it off. Hopefully, like, maybe that just increases my property value. So, like, say at the point of selling the house, I I owe $30,000. Hopefully, my property value had gone up $30,000 that I could just cover that loan and just pay it off and not have to worry about transferring it. And then these people have solar panels on this house that produces 90% of their, potentially produces 90% of their usage. potentially is going to produce 90% of my usage. I don't know. That I I would personally not do that and that's just because like I'd be thinking like, well, when when the roof needs to be repaired. <laughs> uh I well, I mean, I'm they I think it's like the solar panels themselves are lifetime guaranteed. So anytime those have issues, it's free on the person who owns them to get them repaired at least through this place. Uh roof work, I mean, if I'm getting a new roof now, I shouldn't need a new roof for 50 years. That's not how that works. How often do you, I have this? This house probably hasn't gotten a new roof in how long? And so, if I'm getting a new one, so probably yes, the same amount of time. It could theoretically go that long, but like they recommend you get a new roof like every twenty years. So then, twenty years from now, uh, that'll be twenty years from now, Richie's thing to figure out a new. No, roof. I mean exactly, <laughs> and and like to be honest, like that probably wouldn't be a thing that you'd even have to deal with while you're living there. But if something were to happen to your roof that you had to have somebody come out and repair it. I feel like having the solar panels on there makes it incredibly expensive. Yeah, true. Um, but that was that would be I don't again that would be future me having to deal with that. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it that was totally like a personal like I would never want solar panels on my roof. Like I don't I don't think the the benefit outweighs the potential disasters. Yeah, but like I don't I don't see unless we get extremely super high winds that are going to blow these panels off, which. I mean, I I don't know how well they're gonna. They they shouldn't be that. I think they they can stand up to the winds like that. Yeah, like if they're if they're already taking down the one tree that's the issue for me, then I shouldn't have I sh- shouldn't have any problems with issues. Yeah, you're, what I'm saying. Yeah, no, you're right, and like again, like a hundred percent that that is just my preference. Like, yeah, you obviously do you. Like, I'm not trying to dissuade you from. Oh it. no, I would I would trust me. I would much rather have like the panels like maybe. In, in like my front yard or some shit like that instead of on the roof. But I like that's the the best part place is the roof and the best uh uh space management is because you're not doing anything with it anyway. Yeah. You should also talk like this isn't through PSENG, right? No, no, no. This is through a different company. So you should talk to PSENG because they will still technically be your supplier or your mm-hmm. transporter or I forget how it works. Like they still end up being involved in the equation somehow. Yeah, and... so basically what happens is I generate the power that goes to PSENG. <laughs> I don't use the power I generate. I use power through PSENG. 
So then I end up getting a discount on my energy usage based on what I produced. Yeah, so I what I was what I was getting at was talk to PSANG, make sure a hundred percent that with that company, that's how that will work. Because there are a lot of companies out there that claim that happens. And PSCNG is like, oh no, dude, here's an extra $55 bill because um, we are now taking power from you on top of whatever you're actually having to pay for. Mm-hmm. No, it, he, he went over all the bills and he's like, this is how the bills work with everyone. And but like he, they did, they went over that. Like no, it, it is. I, I'm sure they, they did. Say. I'm just saying <laughs> that I'm just saying like call PSCNG themselves and just make sure it's like we have people that walk around the neighborhood trying to do that shit all the time and they're scams. Not that that's a, like mm-hmm. your thing is not a scam. Like I don't think it is no, or anything no. like that. But like just cover all your bases, talk to PSENG. This way you don't get like a bill from them and it's like, oh yeah, we're charging you $200 because we have to process the power you're sending us. Mm-hmm. Because PSENG sucks when it comes to stuff like that. They want, because that you're not giving them money, they are finding a different way to charge you for a service they that you are giving them technically. Yeah, but technically I still am giving them money because I'm most likely not going to produce more than I'm using. Yeah, I mean, look, like I said, don't not do it. Anyway, there was there, there's some news this week. Is there? A little bit. But actually first, I've got to put this on on here. Uh Rich, you, you mentioned earlier to me on on chat, um you got a chance to check out Returnal and Pokémon Snap. Anything yeah. you you particularly want to say about either of those? Uh I mean Pokémon Pokémon Snap was fun. Uh, I only played like two two levels. Um, it uh, the I'm I don't know if you can change the controls, but I'm not a fan. You can of okay, so you can change the fact that uh, at least my friend how her controls are the the trigger was to speed up your cart and not to take a picture. And for me, it makes sense to zoom with one trigger and take a picture with the other trigger. I just mm-hmm. yeah, I, you I, can I, change that. I have not actually gotten to a point where I have the speed up stuff yet. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like the one trigger for me is zoom in and I just got something on the other trigger. I forget what it is. Oh, um, it's not even the trigger. It's just the regular R button is the, the polka flute sound mm-hmm. or yeah, radio, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. There's that like, or at least give me like, I, I kept forgetting what button it was to throw each of the different, like to throw either an apple or the, the glowy thing Then I'm just like. Maybe throwing are the triggers because that's usually how you throw things, and I, I just I my control scheme would be so different than what it it base is. So I agree. Like like the the triggers for um picture taking actually make the most sense. Um the way because of the way that the game slowly unlocks everything though, you get used to what buttons what. Yeah. It's it, you're in very much that position where you just got dumped in. It's like a it's like a demo situation. You got dumped in with everything, and you don't know how any of it works yet, so you haven't had that like muscle memory. Yeah, um, exactly. But I think there is like an icon on the screen that tells you like which button is like which item to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the the taking pictures with A just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean there is there's the HUD that that tells you which like what each button does, but like. You're trying to find the Pokemon. You're not really trying to constantly look down at the corner. Mm-hmm. And then, because me, I I know which buttons each are, but I don't know what buttons they each are. I still have to look if it's telling me to hit one of the buttons, because there's three controllers that have... All three controllers have X. Two controllers have Y and A and B, and so it's... Yeah. Not all controllers are the same, and it's frustrating. I agree with that. Um, But Returnal, 
I I only played one run of that, and I how long of a run did you play? Uh, I think it was probably about fifteen twenty minutes, not even. Uh, okay, well, because apparently, like a run can get upwards of like an hour or something like that. Yeah, I mean, if I played like an hour, I would have been. I wouldn't have just said a run. I didn't make it through the first area, but okay. it was, like I did make it to. I made it a good number of rooms, and that has some uh, like neat neat mechanics that they have with the um uh what's the word like the breakdown system where like you can get the purple orbs or the purple things pick them up that that'll enhance you but like you then have to do certain objectives in order to like be able to do something again so like it'll break a part of your suit and you have to then like use two items or whatever which i like that's a pretty cool mechanic and just the shooting itself is just fun um the adrenaline mechanic was pretty sweet as well. Um, yeah, like, I, I had a blast playing that. It's definitely a game that I want, but it's not a game I'm really interested in putting $70. That's where I am with that game. So, like, I'm waiting for that to go on sale. Um, and, like, I'm also waiting for Resident Evil 8 to go on sale, because Resident Evil games go on sale really fast. Because um, that also is a game that I don't really know I want to put $70 toward, because... Story is generally short, and I don't know how much more I'm going to play, like, the Mercenaries, even though those modes are fun. I have a bunch of other shit I need to play anyway, so. I thought, um, I thought Resident Evil was still 60. Is it Either 70? way, I'd, I'm not sure, but if it's if it's 60, I'm, I'm not really willing to put 60. I mean, that's, that's like, fair, too. Like, I'll wait. I, it's more that I know Resident Evil 8 will be half off by Black Friday. At yeah. the latest, by Black Friday. Oh, for sure. It'll, it'll be half off for the summer sale in, 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 um, August or July. I don't like, know if it'll be half off at that point, but it'll definitely have a sale. Off, 25% off. Yeah. Like, I know Res- Resident Evil's go on sale so fast. I know it'll be on sale. I, I, it's not worth getting right now. Uh, Returnal, that also to me is a game that'll go on sale, but with everything that I'm looking into playing, I like, I'm thinking of getting Biomutant at the end of the month. And then um, uh, Mario Golf in June, I believe. That might be July, I can't remember. Uh, plus everything I'm currently playing as is, with Monster Hunter getting constant updates and hopefully, potentially, Outriders actually having a working cross-play system. Might be able to get back into those, or get back into that. That like I don't really need to get a continual game like Returnal right now. Something that's going to take me forever to play. And I don't really need Resident Evil right now, because I know it's going to be too short anyway. Yeah. I. It's a shame. Like, I think Returnal looks and sounds really interesting, but with my track record with, like, the roguelike genre, mm-hmm. I could I cannot put $70 down on that game. Yeah. Like, I just... I Honestly, I can't put any money behind that game, because um, I know I'm not going to play it long enough to make it worthwhile. They uh, just updated it, and Eric is upset with the update, um, because he's a cheeser. And is bad at the game. Um, they update, it used to, before the update, you used to be able to go back to your ship and go to sleep to fully heal. And so if you pick up a health pack with your health fully healed, you, um, it goes into this, uh, holder that if you can collect, say, three of them, your health goes up by X amount of percent. So he would go through all of area one, which is the only place you could go back to your ship. He would go through all of area one, not picking up health kits, and once he got to a point where he was close to death, go back to his ship, sleep, and then run through Area 1 and pick up all the health kits again to, to fill up his health. 
they took out the fact so that you could sleep to re- to refill your health, and he's now mad because it took away his cheese. Oh, that sucks. He's not the only one upset with that patch. It seeming seems like the vast majority of people really hate what they did with the recent patch, and have, it's kind of killed a lot. Yeah, but like. I don't know. I feel like when he was telling me this, mechanic, like, don't pick up health kits, don't heal, because just go back to your ship and sleep and then come, like, I'm like, that, is is that really a real strategy? Is that really what they intended for this game? Like, I just, I thought it was dumb. And so, like, even if that was there, I pro- when I played my run, I probably wouldn't have used it. I'm like, just pick up the health kit. Heal yourself. That's what it's there for. And I had more health in my one run than he did in his, like, two or three that he did each time doing that, like, trying to save his health, and then, like, because he wouldn't pick up the purple thing. Like, Jordan, didn't you play it? No, I've no. not played it yet. So, like, there are these, like I was saying, there's these um, collectibles that you can pick up that, like I said, it'll break your, uh, um, it, it'll break a part of your suit. So, like, you can't dash, or uh, your your melee weapon recharge time rate is increased. And in order to get rid of those broken parts of your suit, you have to do something like kill an enemy with a melee attack or kill three enemies with a melee attack to be able to repair your recharge rate for your melee weapon. But getting that also gives you like a boost to like increases your weapon's damage or gives you more health or does this or does that. And so like he wasn't picking any of them up. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like these are to make you better. These are to make your run last longer, and to make your you more like like you should be picking these up. Well, they're gonna break my suit; they're not worth it. I'm like, you kind of just gotta get good at this point. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, like you now can't heal every time you get shot, and so now you just gotta get good because you're just like I my playthrough took longer than any of my one run. The first time I played the game was longer than any of his runs. He did while he was demoing the game for. And I'm just like, dude, this game's not that hard. I got to a hard room, which is what killed me. I wasn't expecting everything that came out, and there was, uh, like, a tower that heals enemies. I did not know, so I wasted half my time shooting an enemy that heals them very rapidly, so I thought they were just taking low damage. And then I break this thing and was able to nearly kill one or two of the five enemies they sent on me. And then, like, I was already low on health and couldn't heal because there was no healing items anyway, and just died. So you need to get good, too, is what I'm hearing. I I do need to get good. That was my first run, and I had a longer run than his did in his three runs that he was showing us. That's just silly, then. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's one of those games where, like, it's a a first-party game. It'll inevitably be on PlayStation Plus at some point in the future, and I will 100% try it then. It's just... $70 $70 for a game that I might play once and be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm bad at this and don't want to play this ever again. Yeah, that's that's also where I'm at. Like, I have a feeling it will be on PS Plus at some point. But, like, I do enjoy it enough to want to buy it. I don't want to wait until it's on PS Plus, but I am going to wait until it's on a either a really good sale or I have nothing else to play. Yeah, which makes sense. And, like, you like roguelikes, so... Mm-hmm. Like, even Drew, like, it, it would even make sense for you, like, if you wanted it. Like, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for I me, think, it's like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's also a shooting game, and like, it, it's a third-person shooting shooter. Yeah, but it has like the, the 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 one of the cool things it does is if you uh with 
with the PlayStation 5 controller, if you uh, don't push the uh, trigger all the way in to zoom in, it zooms in. But if you hold it all the way in, it activates its alternate fire, which is different with each weapon. And so, like, that was something I had to get used to. It was like, all right, I have to partially press to zoom in or to, like, pull it up to my eyesight and then fully pull it in to have my electric gun shoot or whatever. So it's just like there's they, they did some cool things. with. Well, that that is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, then. Well, sorry, I got I kind of got lost there for a second. Um, so there was a, there was some news that, that things that have been happening over the last couple of weeks, um, or I guess since last week would be the right way to put it. Um, there's a lawsuit happening right now in case you guys didn't know, but it's not the Apple versus Epic one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can basically go listen to any other podcast in the world and they're talking about that. It's pretty wild. Um, but no, Sony has a class action lawsuit being filed against it. About what? Digital purchases. Or res- the, the, specifically the restrictiveness of digital purchase. I'm I, you're just gonna have to expand on this because I, I have not heard any of this. And so, I'm- remember a couple of years ago, um, Sony stopped allowing places like Amazon and Best Buy to sell digital codes for games. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't go on to Amazon and buy the digital version of Returnal. You can buy the physical version of it. Or you can buy, like, the Sony credits, like, the, the digital currency stuff to then purchase it from the PSN. But yeah. you can't just buy a code for it, whereas uh, what's, like, a multi-platform game uh, that's available places? I was going to say well, Cyberpunk, I mean... and I'm like, no, that's not available places. <laughs> Yakuza. Let's let's use y- Yakuza Like a Dragon. That's available on Xbox and PlayStation. You, I believe, can go onto Amazon and buy the digital version of Yakuza on Amazon for Xbox, but not for PlayStation. Yeah. Um, which means if you want digital games for your PlayStation, Sony holds all the cards. They can set whatever price point they want. There, there is no competitive market there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lawsuit, it's a class action lawsuit filed by consumers. Um, it actually is quoted in the lawsuit. Sony's mon- monopoly allows it to charge su- supra competitive prices for digital PlayStation games which are significantly higher than their physical counterparts sold in a competitive retail market and significantly higher than they would be in a competitive retail market for digital games. Uh, Cause I believe at it wasn't always the case, but just like where Amazon used to sell like all of their games at slightly less money when they released, mm-hmm. that was true for digital, I believe too. Whereas like if you go on the PlayStation, like unless they're doing a sale on a game, it's always full price. Yeah. It's whatever MSRP is. And when games are 70 bucks now, that sucks. That means more people are going to go physical and they just buy the shit used at GameStop. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... I just thought it was it was wild. Like, I agree, like, Sony should allow people to sell digital copies of their games. Yeah. But I just think it's wild that there's actually a class action lawsuit against them for it. I honestly forget that, like, you can buy... I, I A, forget that you can't buy Sony games through Amazon, but I also forget that you can buy other platform games through Amazon, uh, digitally. Like, I, I like, I, I got, uh, 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 Hyrule Warriors for Christmas, and, uh, I asked for it digital, and I had it on my wish list as digital. That was the last time I got a digital game through a third-party retailer. Any, any time I buy digital games, it just goes through the store. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's how most of us at least do it, um, but I know, like, for me, it's happened a few times where I'll have, like, 
Best Buy rewards or like some other sort of like gift card or discount for something that I would want to use on a game, but I don't want the game physically. Yeah. And my options are don't use it on that game or buy the game physically. Yeah. And like if it's been a PlayStation game, I've just gotten it physically and been kind of like perturbed about it. If it's multi-platform, I just buy it on Xbox instead or Switch, depending on like what the game is. Yeah. And like that's, I'm sure that's not hurting Sony's like overall profit margin, like in the least. But I imagine like they could see a slightly better profit if they did allow a little bit of like competitiveness in the field for that stuff. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Cause like they still have to get paid for it either way. So I don't see what the big deal is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how those like digital codes or like the, digital the the cards that you could buy in stores like i don't know what the deal on the with retailers yeah i assume the retailers have to pay for them the same way they have to pay for physical goods right like you would think like you figure like if a gamestop buys five copies of a brand new game well mass effect the legendary mass effect edition thing um physically they're paying I think they pay slightly less than MSRP for I, them. I, I think they pay like fifty five for a sixty dollars. Yeah. yeah, that's what it, that sounds about right. Um, so I I mean just from working there, like we know, like they basically pay cost of the the hardware. The markup mm-hmm. comes on the on the game itself. Yeah. Uh, but like they have to do the same thing for those digital cards too, right? Like that that is still a sixty dollar game, whether they sell it for sixty or not. Mm-hmm. So like, but like. I, at least, I mean, I know we've bought some of the digital games for the Switch through Amazon, but, like, I don't ever remember those cards or anything ever going on sale if the digital version of the game wasn't already on sale on the actual store. I mean, that is actually generally the case. Um, so, like, Amazon was the place where you could get them cheaper, though. Sure, but, and like, actually, Yakuza can't buy digital code at all anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, I was trying, I was looking. The only place, not like not even for Xbox. Uh, maybe maybe not in North America. Oh, oh no, the box. That's like Amazon at least doesn't have a digital code. It just has physical. I mean, to be fair, like at this point, Amazon is not a good place to buy video games. Like they're they are nine times out of ten out of it, and they do not get them to you anywhere near release date. Nine times out of ten. Like, if you pre-order a game on Amazon, you you have to just assume you're not getting it for at least a week after it's released. Um, but I know, like, I, I know they do still sell digital codes for other platforms, because I see them, like, when I go on there to look at games. I just don't know what the actual, like, breakdown, I guess, is for that. Like, I don't know what, what games get them, what games don't. I don't know if it's, like, by publisher. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I still think digital games shouldn't be priced the same as physical games to begin with. Like, there should at least be a slight discount for buying something that doesn't fucking exist yeah something that you um can eventually not own anymore not own but also like there's no manufacturing cost to it does that mean that that like disc games like there's no manufacturing cost to the case the disc the cover art like all that stuff because that's basically how it how it breaks down if, if you think of it that I, way wholesale it's probably pennies like yeah they probably get like billions of them for like pennies a piece like it, it's probably next to null for them like like it, it evens out enough i i would assume you're probably right but like i just feel like if you're buying that 
on the actual store, it like it should be the retail like like the the retail purchaser costs like like Drew said like the fifty five bucks or whatever for a sixty dollar game mm-hmm. because like there's no game there's no shipping there's no middleman you're buying it directly from them on their platform for their platform and getting no yeah. way to actually prove that you own that that thing. It's it's. It's as, it's as much as you would think they would try to incentivize people buying it directly through them buying it cheaper instead of right like like, like I I yeah if if the game were digital like I would understand if it was fifty five dollars on the PlayStation Store but sixty dollars digital through Amazon it's like you're incentivizing people to buy it through you digital like you you're like it, it's your own thing like these other places have overhead that they have to pay for. So like they have to charge more for it. It makes sense, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's. I mean, I, I get the the suing them because yeah, people want those deals. Like I want, I want to be able to check the Amazon uh, uh uh summer sale or whatever and see what games are on sale and if it's worthwhile. But I want the fucking digital copy. I don't. I, as much as I used to hold out for physical copies, I'm. I'm over physical copies. I want digital shit. That's why yeah, I'm the same way. The digital, the all, all digital PS5. Fuck it. Like I like having the option, especially because I have Blu-rays. Like I, I like having the physical movies because, frankly, like buying a digital movie, like there, there are too many different places to buy them at this point, and they're not always available on just Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like with games, it's like, well, it's going to be available on one of the three platforms I have. Like, yeah. if it's an Xbox game, it's on Xbox. If it's a, a PlayStation game or Switch game, it's on them. Like, for a movie, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, maybe it's on Amazon. Maybe it's on Google. Maybe it's on Apple. Like, no. Like, I'm just going to buy the fucking Blu-ray because eventually it's just not going to be available at all. And yeah. I might want to watch this again in five years. Yeah, I I almost had, like, when we were talking about Godzilla and I watched Godzilla 2014, Um, I almost had to rent Godzilla 2014 because it was on HBO Max until the week before I watched it. And so then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, oh no, I own it. That's right. And bought it and I was able to watch it. Like, I like having movies is one thing. Games is another. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to bother switching out discs or cartridges anymore because I do occasionally jump back and forth between games. Right now, the games I'm jumping back and forth between, one's on the Switch, one's on the PlayStation. But sometimes it'll be like, I want to play Horizon and I also want to do my, my dailies for, uh, Outriders, and if I had a digital copy, if I had digital for both, I'd be swapping out the disc, and then I would just not play one of the. It would just yeah. be like, screw it. But since I have digital for both, it's just easy to just jump back and forth. But yeah, exactly. I'm still the only thing I'm hesitant about is buying like big first party games digital from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Just like they haven't proven that like they are trustworthy with that stuff. So like, I'd rather just grab the physical. And plus, it's like a tiny little cartridge, like. I'm usually playing that in handheld anyway, so, like, it's not, it's not as much of a hassle to, like, swap that out as it is for, like, I, the PlayStation. I I just, I, um, I try to dissuade my group, my friends from playing Smash Bros. as much as possible because I don't want to switch out the cartridge. <clears throat> right, n- right now I have uh, Ring Fit in there, and I've had Ring Fit in there for, uh, for a while, and, like, I don't want to switch out Ring Fit to play Smash Bros. because then when I want to play... Ring fit. It's like I'm gonna switch out, and I'm just gonna be lazy again, and then not work out, even though I haven't played Ring Fit in forever. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, like in my case, I all my Switch games, like I have like an actual game case for them, so like mm-hmm. they're sitting right next to me on the couch anyway. 
Yeah. Like, I, my my Switch games are right next to my Switch, too. I have my Zelda game. Yeah, so, like, for me, like, it's not even next to my Switch. Like, the games are actually next to me while my Switch is actually closer to the television. Hmm. So, like, if I pick up my Switch and realize I don't want to play the game that's in there, like, I just reach next to me and all my games are a finger length away. But, yeah, so I don't think anything's going to come of this lawsuit, but I thought it was interesting that it was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, Drew, I think you might be the one most interested in this. Probably you too, Richie. Um, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance got a 4K re-release last week. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was like a stealth announcement and released. It was announced on Thursday and released on Friday for Xbox, PS4, and Switch. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's backwards compatible with PS5 and Xbox Series X. A PC port is coming eventually. And it does have local co-op, two-player local co-op, like the original. Yeah. If it didn't, then this game wouldn't be worth it. Which <laughs> wasn't... Dark Alliance, like, I think all the Baldur's Gate games, weren't they? Weren't there three characters to pick from? Uh, I believe so. It's a shame they didn't include like online multiplayer where you could actually play as all three characters. Or fucking player, but... I mean, yes, that, that is actually true, too. That's I, like I, the, I... Um, the Zombies Ate My Neighbors um, re, like, report, release, whatever they're calling it, that's coming soon, like, doesn't have uh, online co-op. And it's like, well, what the f- why the fuck are you even doing it, then? <laughs> I, and I think back in the day, if you had a multi-tap, you could play three players on one screen. I, Who the I don't fuck know had a multi-tap? Th- oh, well, I definitely did. And Fucking I'm pretty nerd. Sure they, but I don't know if Baldur's Gate, if the Dark Alliance games had four-player. Uh, Champions of Norrath, definitely. That might be what I was thinking of, Champions of Norrath. I don't think I... I, I can't remember if I ever played Dark Alliance. I don't know. Didn't a new Baldur's Gate just come out, or was that something else? Yeah, it's no, Baldur's it's... Gate 4, Well, and that came out, like, summer last year. Baldur's Gate and Dark Alliance are different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because there, there's a Dark Alliance game that comes out in June that's just, it's Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Right. Yeah. And then there's Baldur's Gate, which we had Baldur's Gate 4, which is the, uh, I think it's 4. And those are, like, the, the, the RPG, um... The, it's much more like the original Dragon Age. Yeah. Right, and then the the Dark Alliance games were like the isometric, like, um, hack and slashy sort of thing. Oh, yeah, not yeah, hack yeah. and slash, that was the wrong word for it, but... Yeah. yeah hmm. Right. See, I never really played any of them all that much, so... Oh, and actually, it looks like Boulders, it's Boulders Gate 3, and it's not out yet? Maybe... Is it Early Access? It's probably early access. I know a lot of people have played it, and there was somebody who beat it within 10 minutes um, as speedrunner. A, a partial version of the game was released in early access format for Windows and Stadia streaming service and Mac OS on October 6th of 2020. There is um, no date for the full release. Oh. Damn, I didn't realize that. Also, that's a huge gap in time between 2 and 3. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, I guess they kept... Oh, no. So they did um, Baldur's Gate Enhanced Editions. I forgot about those from, like, the early 2010s. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Baldur's Gate was 98. Baldur's Gate 2 was 2000, 2001. And then 3 is sometime in the future. <laughs> oh, I forgot these were also... I also forgot these were Bioware games originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that company's been all over the place. They sure have. But, yeah, I was I was never super into them, but... I figured you guys were for some reason, or at yeah, least that like you had so, played them. I can't remember if we played much Dark Alliance, but we played the shit out of fucking Kids and Norath. Yeah. Were those not Boulder's Gate? No. Those were something else? They're uh, EverQuest-based. Okay. I Like, I recognize the name, but 
again, like, they were never games that I really got into. Yeah, it was uh, Champions of the North, Eye of the Beholder, I believe. Well... Or was that Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, Eye of the Beholder? That, so- that sounds more like it would have been a Baldur's game, but I don't even think that's accurate. Uh, it was... Champions of Norath and oh, I forget the. Oh, you know, I just had the thing open and didn't even bother to look. Um, oh, return Champions to Return to Arm. Yeah. Oh, it was actually built on the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance engine. Uh, that makes sense. And I re- I remember that that cover. Like I remember seeing that in like GameStop and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. I was when I was reading up. Well, not reading up, but like just reading about like the champion or the the Baldur's Gate thing, and I, like I saw that they had the new one coming out. I was just skimming through Wikipedia for it. And like, there's a bunch of, of words in there that I'm just like, oh, yeah, I remember those words. Like, those were <laughs> words people used to say a whole lot like 20 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so are either, are either of you guys interested in the, the new Dark Alliance that's coming out next month? Uh, I'm definitely interested in playing. I haven't yeah. actually looked at like the trailer or anything. I think it's also only going to be 40 bucks, which is... That might the- be the case. I've I've seen some like gameplay content and I'm interested. I just haven't. I I don't know if I'm gonna get it right away. Well, no. I mean, you're only worried about Mario Golf right now. You fucking oh, weirdo. Yeah. Who the fuck isn't worried about Mario Golf? I have no intention of ever buying it. Mario Golf is the shit, man. Can't wait for the free run mode or the run mode or fast golf. I can't wait for that. It's gonna be stupid. And I just love Mario Golf. I've always loved Mario. Golf. I played like the GameCube one like twice and it was fine. I also don't really like golf. Like, in general, like, I just don't think it's a fun game. I love golf games. They're just, it's kind of like my calm, like, uh, City Skylines as well. It's like one of those games that, like, you know, I just, like, golf sucks, but playing video golf is, like, actually less sucky and more entertaining. I thought you liked playing golf. It, uh, just because I like it doesn't mean it doesn't suck. That's fair. (laughs) And Drew, you're right, the the D&D Dark Alliance is 40, at least on Steam. Yeah, uh, it is also 40 on console. There's a deluxe edition for six. Okay. I have the um, on the PlayStation Store. But yeah, who, n- you're the only person that's excited for Mario Golf. Uh, no, I'm not. There's a lot of people excited for Mario. Nope. Listen, nope, just your clubs you. are gonna break, and you'll automatically lose, like in Mario Tennis. It'll be dumb. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Probably not. You probably should. Uh, not. If if you're if they do have a mechanic like that, I they it. it if you're using the same club enough to where it, your club does break, you're playing golf wrong. It's I mean, that's, that, that should also be the case for tennis, but fucking they did it for tennis. I don't know. Like, you're using the same racket. Like, golf, you have uh, 13 clubs in your bag. Tennis, you only have one racket. Yeah, but your tennis racket shouldn't break in multiple times in one game just because you hit the ball. I mean, I, I've, I honestly... I wanted to play that demo of Mario uh, Tennis on the Switch. Never really did. It was see. I actually I was I don't particularly care for tennis, but I thought that one looked fun, mm-hmm. and then it just was the opposite of fun. Yeah, I, um, so you're not missing much. Like I've always loved the Mario sports games, but like I, the like tennis wasn't that great. I think soccer was it wasn't as good as the GameCube soccer, but it was still good. And like they haven't had golf since GameCube. Wait, has there been a soccer since GameCube? There was a soccer for the. Oh yeah, wasn't it like like super strikers instead of just strikers? Probably. That sounds right. Or strikers charged maybe. Uh, strikers charged was Wii. Yeah, yeah, strikers. Um, Super Mario yeah. strikers, known as football. Uh, I'm trying to find out if there were like other ones, and I'm just not finding it. 
Wikipedia is just not being helpful right now. No, I think there were only the two. Yeah, it was so it was GameCube and then Wii. And so yeah. the GameCube one was great, but the Wii one was just eh. It was it was good, but it wasn't as good as the the the, the uh GameCube one. And I don't think there's been a golf since GameCube. Uh, uh there was like a DS or GBA one. one. Okay, I didn't have I I didn't get a lot of handheld games, so I did not have that. I mean, there's also the NES Open tournament. Oh well, yeah, but that's just golf. It's not Mario Golf. I'm just saying. Mario's, uh, yeah, the, Mario's a judge in that, or there a, was, a ref. There was uh, Advance Tour on Game Boy Advance and World Tour on 3DS. And then, actually, apparently, they announced one... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I I got golf and soccer just mixed up. Then I'm just like, hey, there's a... I was about to say there's a soccer coming out this year, but it's just the Mario Golf one. Yeah. Oh, I forgot they did a baseball, too. Yo, the GameCube baseball game was fucking great. Right? I mean, look, the only one I particularly cared for was Mario Kart. All, all the sports Mario games are great. Like, I like besides the Switch tennis one, and even that, like, I bet you it was still fun if you could get, if you got a good enough racket where it wouldn't break. Like, but I, I've never played this I tennis one. I don't once. know that they had that yeah, option. I, I don't think there are unbreakable rackets. That I th- I'm pretty sure that's just a core concept of the game. Like, there, from what I've... Between playing the demo and from what like everything online was saying about that game, they they had a lot of missteps in it, and hopefully they actually listened to people and didn't make those missteps on Mario Golf. Nintendo listened to people. If they did that, <laughs> Waluigi would be in Smash. You're not wrong. I mean, yes, that is that is true. But I'm mostly saying I hope that for your sake, so that you don't end up spending sixty bucks on a golf game that sucks. I I'll still have a blast. I probably yeah. still would have had a blast with with the tennis. I just would have not like the fact that my racket was the little bit i was able to play of it like the actual like single player like by yourself was just not good and the multiplayer was broken though it was a demo so like they may have fixed that before it released but yeah no (laughs) i mean i know that's not the case i was just you know i was trying to be nice uh anyway drew you played uh wreckfest the ps plus game yeah it's uh the ps5 version and they, they put it out for free they put it out and you know it's fun. It's dumb. Like, the very first thing in the career mode is, or at least the first thing that's highlighted, there's, like, multiple things you could have gone and done, but it's literally the first thing highlighted, so I was like, sure, why not, is uh, Riding Lawnmower Destruction Derby. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, like, when you hit the other people, they will fly off their lawnmower. And it's got some pretty good ragdoll physics. That's kind of uh, cool. It's got just like your standard destruction derby, drive around, smash up the other cars until they can't drive anymore. Um, standard races, and then races that are on like figure eight type courses, or like there was one that was like a bone shape, and at each end there was you could turn either left or right, and it would wind up you know curling back to a jump to the like main shared middle straightaway and it's a blind jump so there were plenty of times where i would go off the jump and immediately head on collide with a car coming the other direction and those cars smash up pretty good nice yeah so, i honestly i had not really even looked at it until you had i had seen that you had played it i'm just like oh huh and then i actually i i, did, I haven't downloaded or anything but i did make sure to go in and, and grab it because i had forgotten to get my ps plus games yeah, like, it's not 
phenomenal. The music kind of sucks, so I would wind up probably playing with a podcast or something on if I go play it more. But for a free PS Plus game, I wound up sinking a few hours into it on Saturday or whatever day it was. Nice. It, it was. It's fun. It, it does what it, you want it to do. It smashes up cars. <laughs> Uh, I'm 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 upset with you guys for not telling me that uh, a survival game is one of the PS Plus games. It's not our job to tell you. You just go in and get them every month. Stranded Deep. I'm downloading that to my PlayStation as we speak. So, unrelated, just so I know I'm not going crazy. Do one of you keep getting notifications like 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 on Vibrate? Yeah, it's me. Okay, cool. Not a big deal. I have like three different things in front of me that can do notifications, and I keep <laughs> hearing it. But obviously, I'm not feeling it because I'm not, I'm not like on my desk. Um, so I couldn't figure out if it was me or if I was just hearing things. No, it's <laughs> it's it's, it's okay. Cool. All right. I'm not I'm not going crazy then. Uh, did you guys see? I, I sent you this game builder garage thing, right? Yeah, that thing looks pretty cool. I am probably going to get it for my niece. Which one? Uh, Gwen, because Tabitha's still too young for this shit. No, but, uh... kids are smart. They can figure this shit out. Uh, Tabitha, honestly, I don't think would have any interest in it anyway. Whereas, like, Gwen kind of seems to really enjoy science and shit. Okay. And so I've been trying to lean more into, like, for Christmas or for her birthday, I wanted to get her, like, these STEM things that are, like, build this, like, build this, like, uh, hand, remote control hand or something, and then, like, do experiments with it. Like, I've been wanting to get her more STEM stuff because I think she actually enjoys STEM things. And I feel like a, this, this, What's it called? Uh, um, game, game Builder, builder garage, garage would be like an awesome thing to teach her. Like she loves um, uh, uh, Mario Odyssey to have this to be like, hey, this is how they make Mario Odyssey. Kind of. I think she'd be really into. Yeah, it, it's a very it's like a, a visual. Um, I can't think of the words for it right now, but it, it's a visual game builder. So like it's all yeah. just it's like drag and drop and you're just. You're connecting two things to each other. Like, it's like, drag the left analog stick to connect to movement, and it'll let your, your character move and stuff like that. Um, apparently, it's got a whole bunch of different game types in it. The only ones I was able to, like, 100% pick out were um, platformers, shoot 'em ups, and racing games. But they I think had, I saw, uh, like, some puzzle, like, like color, like, connect to color sort of ones. Yeah. I, that, that's another thing that, like, I kind of want to get this for myself because I just want to see what people will make with it or what I might be able to put together with it as well. Yeah, and it, it's going to have a free programming mode, which I'm not sure exactly what that means, but it seems like once you're done with like the tutorials and the the, the kind of handholdy stuff, you can just kind of go in and do whatever you want. Yeah, that's um, basically what it seems like. Like You get to just program whatever you want and there's no like guided... Like, here's how to make a game, and it's a specific game. Like, there's lessons that teach you how to make games. But then, it, like, eventually it's like, do what you want. Program, design, create, whatever you want to create. Yeah, but you'll be able to download and share the stuff you make. Excuse me. And yeah. then you can actually open those things up with free programming to see how they work. So, like, if somebody makes, like, a really complicated thing, or as complicated as these things can be, um, and you want to know how it works, you can actually, like, open it up and, like, see what makes it tick. Yeah, like, that's, that's, and that's, like, that's today's, like, um, like, taking it apart and putting it back together kind of thing. Like, people going into source codes to find out how things work, like, that, that would be, 
the basis of, like, how does this game work? If you're really interested and want to try to do more advanced things, you, you download this thing and you you break it down and you figure out how they did it. Yeah, exactly. And it it's kind of like, it's a more friendly version of, like, Dreams or RPG Maker, where, like, yeah. neither of them are particularly user-friendly games. Like, you need to already kind of have a a mind and skill set for those things. Whereas this is just like, yeah, you don't have to, you just need to know how to read, really. You need to be able to, like, drag and drop things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it will apparently also support a mouse. Like, you'll be able yeah. to plug, like, a wireless mouse into, like, your dock and use it. Yeah. Which, that's actually kind of cool if, like, you're playing, like, on, if you're not playing handheld. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's going to release on June 11th. It's, I, I haven't looked at the price, uh, what the pre, pre-order price for it is. If it's a reasonable price, I might get it for myself and... I feel if like it's going I've, to be 60 because it's Nintendo. I hope not. A game like this, I hope it is, it's not 60. It's 30. Okay. Oh. That's reason. That's absolutely reasonable. Yeah, that's really not bad. I like, I might, I might get it myself just to see what it's like. And if it's something that like, I think Gwen could use, or I think Eric and Gwen would have fun playing together and just even the games that they, that people might create, if it's worthwhile, I might get it for her for Christmas. Yeah, because what is she, like, six or seven or something she like that? She just turned six. I mean, yes. the thing about, like, seeing what other people create is you're gonna have to go find on your own, like, outside of the game. It does not look like there's an in-game, like, go search what you made. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, they, th- what, Nintendo didn't do a go search what they made for Mario Maker 1 either, and people yeah. found a way. Right. Yeah, like, like it's stupid well, and sucks, but yeah, that's what the internet's for. And like again, like this game isn't like it is. You can share what you make, but like I, I'm looking at it more for the 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 educational uh, process and less for the fun. But I want to see how creative people can get with this to see if it is worthwhile or if it's everything's just basic bare bones. I mean, I think it is pretty bare bones, but there are so many options that you can probably do. You can probably do a lot of cool things with what options they give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, where did the outline go? There the outline went. Uh, so, I don't know if you guys will really care a whole bunch about this, but I thought it was it was cool. Uh, Sega had like a like a little event last week for Judgment, which is the the Yakuza spinoff that's from the lullabying side of that world. Mm-hmm. Um. They announced the a, a sequel for it titled Lost Judgment. Um, it's going to be releasing worldwide on September 24th, which is a first for the Yakuza games in general. Um, but it also like that studio, um, Ryu Ga Gotoku, I want to say mm-hmm. is how you say that, um, who they've been doing the Yakuza games since Yakuza 5 in 2012. Um, these games almost never release worldwide. Like they release in Japan and then about a year later they come to the West. Mm-hmm. Um, and like as part of that stream, they actually said that they're hoping to have all their future releases and like the Yakuza family be worldwide releases. So like when a Yakuza eight, whatever that ends up being, is released, we won't have to wait a year to get it over here. It'll just hopefully come out day and date everywhere. And like fingers crossed on my side, hopefully this starts like pushing to the other Sega studios, like Atlas, so that you know the next Persona game, there's not a year wait between it coming out in Japan and it coming out here. Yeah, because that's super annoying. Uh, but the the game sounds neat. Um, the Judgment series seems like it is going to keep the like brawler beat 'em up combat that like Yakuza had up to like a dragon. 
Um, whereas all the future Yakuza games they announced are going to stick with the RPG mechanics, like the turn-based battles and everything. Nice. So, yeah, so you'll kind of be able to get both sides of that, uh, which is cool. And, yeah, I was just excited about the worldwide release stuff and that Yakuza is going to stay turn-based because that is a much, that was a much better experience than the brawler stuff in, like, the earlier Yakuza games. Yeah, it's pretty sweet with the worldwide release because, yeah, I, I hate, there's not many games that I get at launch that aren't worldwide release, but that that is the thing that that is the worst is when like there's a game year two that doesn't come. I mean, uh, Monster Hunter um, Generations, the last one before World, I believe that was Generations or uh, Cross. That was the last like that that did have a Japanese release before an American release. And then Double Cross, its expansion, also had a Japanese before American. Those, but besides that, there hasn't been anything. And it's like that's just—I hate waiting. Why do I have to wait? Why can't it just come over at the same time? Yeah, and it's—I know, like with Monster Hunter, I feel like up to World, they were still just leaning very much on the Japanese market because that was such a big market for them. Mm-hmm. But I think by the time they got to World, they realized that there was actually a a market for that elsewhere. Yeah, and like releasing it all together, like. They were going to have sales, and hopefully, hopefully, with how big the Yakuza franchise and the Persona franchises have gotten in the last decade or so, that they realize that the Western markets want these games just as much. Like, stop making us wait a year to play them, because yeah. by then, like, that's a year for spoilers to happen in these games that are very story heavy. Yeah, and like, there are those people that like import the games because they speak Japanese and play through the whole thing and then talk about them online. So, but. Yeah, ju- I I actually I've wanted to try Judgment for a while. Um, I might try and get that sometime before September, depending on like what other games I have going on and and see what it's like. Yeah, because yeah, why not? Uh, da, 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 da. so I'm gonna be real quick about this. I watched two movies this week. Um, I watched the movie um Without Remorse, which is the Michael B. Jordan one on Amazon Prime. Okay, that, that's the um Tom Clancy one, right? Yeah, yeah. He um he plays a character John Kelly. Who yeah. is um from like the Clancy novels? Apparently, he sh- he is the second most famous and popular Clancy character after Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie was kind of meh, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't really have anything special about it. Um, Michael B. Jordan plays um a Marine, or or I'm sorry, it's a Navy SEAL. He's a Navy SEAL. Um, and these Russian guys are um are hunting down and killing his, like, squad mates after they've gotten back home for some reason. And they come to his house to, to take him out and end up killing his pregnant wife instead. And, like, he goes through some shit in it. Um, but, like, it's just, it feels very generic. And, like, there's n- there aren't really any moments where, like, you're just, like, super excited for what's going on in the movie. Uh, the closest thing I got was there one of the one of the Navy SEALs that, like, was on his squad that gets taken out. He is walking to throw his trash out. And they get hit by a like a like a van, mm-hmm. like and it's just so out of the blue because it it wasn't one of those things where you can see the van coming. Like the shot was from like where the van came from, so you don't see the van until it hits him. Yeah, and it was just and like I actually like jumped because I was like I it was so unexpected. But everything else just felt very generic for that type of movie. Um, Michael B. Jordan was very good though. Like that dude can just act. Like he's very good in things he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was it. He was very different in this role. Like. I feel like every other role I've seen him in, he's just super charismatic. Even when he's like, even when he was the villain in Black Panther, he was just super charismatic. Oh yeah. Um, in this one, like he was definitely more just kind of like withdrawn and not that. 
which isn't a bad thing. Like it, it shows that he he can do more than just be that like everybody likes me, dude. Yeah. Um, and it, it's definitely set up in a way where like I'm sure they're gonna try and do more of these movies, just like they did with the Jack Ryan movies. Um, whether they will get better, I don't know. I don't know if this is actually based on a Tom Clancy book either, or if it's just characters from them. But yeah, I I wouldn't like super go out of your way to watch this. But if you have Amazon Prime and nothing else to do, like. It's it's okay. Like like I said, Michael B. Jordan's at least super interesting in it. It's a shame because that movie is, was definitely on my radar, and it's been something I've been wanting to get around to watch. Just haven't really had the time. Yeah, it's like one. It's a shame. It's like one of those things where there are moments where you're like, oh man, this is where like a cool action thing is going to happen because it's mm-hmm. set up like an action movie. Yeah, and like they never quite happen the way you want them to. Yeah, like there's a few times where like he does something cool or whatnot, and he like. He does some pretty like ballsy stuff, but like just the over like the movie just felt like it kind of like drug a little bit, like cause it just it wasn't exciting at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I watched was Stowaway on Netflix. That's Anna Kendrick, right? Yeah, Anna Kendrick yeah. and um uh Daniel Day Kim from um Lost. He was um Jin on Lost. Yeah, yeah. And then two other people who look super familiar, and I don't know who they are. Um, that movie I actually liked a whole bunch. Um. It's a ship is going to Mars for a two year mission. Um, it's a it's a it's a three person crew. It's um this captain and then Anna Kendrick is like the doctor medical researcher, and Daniel Day Kim is um um like a botanist. So like they're gonna go to Mars and they're gonna see if they can like grow plants or whatever. Um, or or see how like the plants adapt to that environment. I guess. Because obviously they're not just going to grow. There's there's not oxygen there. Um, and somebody from like the prep crew is basically like got injured and stuck in the roof of the ship when it took off, and that's and he's the stowaway. Um, and so it's it's like a it's like a drama thriller. Um, I th- like a little bit of spoiler going into it. Like I thought it was going to be like the stowaway was like somebody like either like. It was either going to be science fiction-y where, like, there was, like, a parasite on there, like, killing them, or, like, something like that. Like, just somebody, like, out to get them. Uh, but it's not that, and it's not, like, a disaster thing either where, like, every time they think they're okay, something else breaks. Like, the whole movie is set around, like, one very specific thing is wrong, and they're just trying to figure out what they can do to fix it. Yeah. Um, And, like, it's not super exciting. Like, it is actually, it's, it's a fairly slow-moving movie. But it worked for what was going on, um, and the ship they had was super cool. Mm-hmm. It it looked from the so at a couple of points they have to actually like do like a like a spacewalk like outside of the ship, and the ship itself almost looks like a miniature like space station. Um, like it's all like modular, like with like different like pods and stuff sticking off of it, and it's got this giant um, like pole or multiple poles that run off of it to a fin that's solar panels for their power. And then that runs to, like, this other thing that's, like, this giant canister. And it basically makes the whole ship spin so that it creates, like, artificial gravity for them. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, like, the whole thing just looked really neat. And when they're outside, like, because of the way it's spinning, it's creating this gravity effect. So when they're on the ship, like, even outside of it, there's gravity. Like, they're able to walk across the ship and not, like, you know, have to hold on and, like, pull themselves and all that s- stuff. But yeah. as they're climbing this pole to get to the other thing on, like, the far end, um, the gravity gets less and less. So, like, at a certain point, they are just kind of, like, floating and just sort of pulling themselves along like it's nothing. 
And then the gravity reverts and it's going the opposite direction. So then they just start sliding down this pole that they had had to climb before. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point when they're on the other piece, that's like, like the far side of it. I'm, a, I'm not really sure what that thing was, was for other than maybe it was the thing that was helping them spin. Like it was like the counterweight to cause the spin. Um, they have to open like this door on it, but it's on the side. So they're like hanging off of it, like repelling. And it's Anna Kendrick and she pulls the door off and drops it. And it's just, just this cool scene where like it falls very fast because there's gravity right there against the ship. But then it just keeps going when it gets away from there because it has so much, um, like potential already that like once it hits no gravity, it just keeps going. I just thought that was neat to watch. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that they talked about, uh, Stowaway on, uh, uh, fake doctors are all friends, uh, like last week. And, like, it hit my radar once they talked about that, because I love Anna Kendrick. I didn't even know anything about this movie until I heard about heard about it on last week's episode, and I definitely... Yeah, I would definitely... It's just under two hours, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, like, an hour 40, hour 45. Um, but, yeah, it was super interesting. Like, don't watch it if you're tired, because it is, like I said, it's very slow. Like, it's it's not like a, like a, like a sci-fi action movie. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 a good movie, mm-hmm. and like very small cast and everything. Like it's four people. There is one disembodied voice at the very beginning, and that's it. Uh, it's like like that like it's like the NASA countdown person basically is the only other voice you hear, and it's just them on the ship the rest of the time. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I did this week, guys. <laughs> Not very exciting. <laughs> I had. I had a, a birthday party and then Mother's Day, so I had a bit. Yeah, like we went and saw my mom on Mother's Day and stuff like that. You know, stupid yard work and adult shit. Yeah, weekends are dumb anymore. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've I have a wedding this coming Saturday, and then I have to do yard work and shit that I haven't done in two weeks because I've constantly been busy whenever I have weekends. See, I've just gotten to the point where I'd rather just go out every Saturday if it's not raining. And just mow like the our inside yard, and just have it done. Because if I wait like the two weeks to do it, it's just so much more of a hassle. How, like I, I, I want to do it every two weeks or every week, but I just haven't been able to. There's always something going on every other week. Right motherfucker, now. get your ass out of bed like an hour early and just get it done. Freaking my niece's birthday was at Mother's Day was at one o'clock on Sunday. And my niece's birthday was starting at 1 o'clock on Saturday. And it was like... Dude, get up at 9 o'clock, mow your yard, take a shower, and you're good. <laughs> the last thing I want to do after mowing the lawn, especially my lawn, is go anywhere and do anything. You're just... You're so my, grumpy. My yard sucks, dude. It's on a hill. It's large. It's ginormous. And it's, like, bumpy and not even. And it sucks. My yard is also incredibly uneven. And we have a bunch of things that break it up where I can't just mow straight. Also, I have crippling allergies. Every time I mow the yard, I am basically incapacitated for several hours afterwards. There's just these things that we've been wearing for the past year called face masks. They don't help. No? No. You need better face masks. No, I mean, like, I need allergies to not exist. Like, well, Yeah, that too. Like, my allergies are so, like, because it's not just, it's not sneezing and stuff, it's my eyes. Like, my eyes get so dry that they actually swell shut. Wear goggles. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Wear goggles, man. That'll that'll help. Get those like safety goggles that cover, or not like like work goggles or something like that that cover everything. That just Do seems it. like a lot of work. I'd rather just go out there, deal with it, take a shower afterwards, and 
relax for like a, an hour or two and then go about my day. Just get it done early in the morning and then you, you got the rest of the day. See, that's, that's just, my yard takes at least. So if I don't do it every week, that's what ours takes. Cause it's like mowing and then like, there's certain, there's parts of the yard that can't be mowed. So it just has to be weed whacked. Um, right. yeah. And then because we have the, we have the nice white fence. So then you have to go around and you have to fucking spray it off with the hose because all the grass and dirt sticks to it. That's just, yeah. you're, you're doing too much. Who cares about the color of the fence? I mean, we, we spent $6,000 on it. I care that it's fucking white. I don't want a green. I don't. I don't want a, a fence that's just dirt and green at the bottom of it. True. Maybe start bagging your uh your 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 uh grass instead of just letting it mulch and fly uh, out all over the place. No, no, it's the weed whacker. Like the the our mower has a bag. Like the the grass goes into the bag for the mower. It's to get along the fence line. You have to weed whack it, and it sticks to the fence. I I don't know what to tell you. It's criticize you. I'm I trying mean, there, to criticize you more. Yeah, I don't the, know there's nothing you can like weed whack. Weed whacking is stupid. Weed whacking is the worst, um, and yeah, y- yard work is the worst. Fences, and it's all sucky. Though, we did get, like, a power washer. Like, it's like a little one, um, but it's pretty strong. That thing is just fun to use. Mm-hmm. Though, if you, if, because it takes so long to, like, spray everything down, um, I have to get better at actually using the little thingy that, like, just keeps it on. Because I, I was holding it on for so long, like, two weeks ago, that I couldn't actually close my fist afterwards. Why don't you get a leaf blower? Uh, we have one. It actually, because the it's it's like cut grass. Um, it actually sticks to the fence. It doesn't blow off with the leaf blower. Yeah, you're, like I can use a leaf blower to like blow it off of like the sidewalk and all, but it actually like I guess maybe it's like wet enough that it actually sticks to the fence. I try not to mow my lawn if it's rained within the past day. Well, it's impossible to do that around here because it rains every fucking day anymore, at least on the weekends. Yeah. But that, and anyway. that's also why I didn't mow the lawn this weekend because it was raining every day. I mowed it in on Saturday morning. Didn't have a problem. I, it's, but it rained on Friday, and I like I said, I don't mow the lawn if it's rained in the past day or so. You just look for excuses not to mow no. your yard so that I, you can then complain about it later on. I have an electric lawnmower. It's going to muck up everything, and it's going to be a pain in the ass. And it, I, have a, I have a battery oper- operated lawnmower. You know what? I'd rather have a battery operated lawnmower than an electric lawn than than a plug in electric lawnmower. But I'm, I. I yes, still, but <laughs> even, even if I had a gas mower, I would not mow the lawn, to, like, if it's rained within the past day, because it mucks up your lawnmower, it actually, everything gets stuck onto things. If you're waiting for it to be drier, then you, you would be able to just leaf blow your, your, your fence. No, because even when it's dry, it still sticks to the fence. You've never had a vinyl fence, have you? No. Yeah, everything sticks to those things. It's real stupid. Real stupid. But also, you you just, you 100% don't want to do the yard work, because I don't blame you. I don't want to do it either. So you just look for every reason not to do it. And then you let it get so bad that then it is like a six-hour process to do it. Um, I, I'm doing my best to not let it get to that point anymore, especially now that I work from home. I'm like, you know what? I have no reason to not do it, especially during the weekends or on the week if I can get some time to do it. Why don't you make Kwame do it? Please. <laughs> I, I am. Uh... <laughs> I asked him to do it a while back, the first mowing. If you don't start work this week, could you mow the lawn? Didn't happen. What well, about just paying somebody like 20 bucks to do it? I would feel bad only paying them 20 bucks. Like I my, mean, if that's what they charge. That's what they charge. My, my yard literally sucks. Like, it, so I'm not, I'm not talking about like a kid. Like, there's people that have like those like kind of like heavy duty mowers. That like it would probably take them like fifteen minutes. Yeah, I mean, if they're only charging twenty bucks, sure, if that's what they want to charge. But like, it's like they they they'll 
charge me 20 bucks and then I'll be like, oh, you have to do outside the fence in the back as well. And they won't realize that. And like, I, I have, it's just, I don't think 20 bucks is what they would, they would charge me with all the, fen- all the, all the space that has to get mowed and everything has to get done. Possible. I mean, it might be worth just like checking with some people that do it though. I'll just take the two hours every two weeks or whatever to do it myself. Man. And, and complain about it. I was going to say, I'm trying, I'm trying to help you make it easier on yourself. And you're like, no, I, I hate my life and I just want to be miserable. I mean, I'd I'd rather take the time than the money. That's where I'm at. I I like I said, I doubt it'd be twenty bucks. I doubt anyone would just do it for talks. I don't know my parents have a pretty big yard that is super shitty to mow, and like they pay twenty bucks for theirs, and like that's that includes like edging and all that garbage. Like it all just it, it depends on the person, and like if they're, it seems like if they're already going to be in your area, they're much more like. Oh, yeah, we do, like, six houses over here. One more is just more money without having to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if, if they don't have anything else in your area and, like, it's, like, a far drive from, like, where they're based, like, yeah, then, like, they're probably going to want to charge yeah. more. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, they announced a new Dragon Ball Super movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, on Goku Day. Nice. Yeah. Why, why is May 9th Goku Day? I have no idea, but, like, it's actually a Japanese, like, holiday. Okay. Like, May 9th is Goku Day in Japan. It's for all those times he saved the Earth by being a complete douchebag, I guess. <laughs> With Japanese Nancy. And there's actually a very simple reason why May 9th is Goku Day. Because it's the ninth day of the fifth month of any of any given year. In Japan, there are actually two different ways to count from 1 to 10. Uh, man, I can't just read it from there. Um, come on, stupid website. Stop being stupid. Fucking hate websites. Um... <laughs> No, because it loads, and I can start reading everything, and then ads load in the middle of it, and split everything up, and then I have to scroll extra, and I just fucking hate stupid poor design webs. Where was I at? Uh, why is... There's two ways to count to 1 to 10. In Japan, uh, there are actually two different ways to count 1 to 10, uh, the uh, Wago style and the Sino-Japanese system. With the Sino-Japanese system, pronun- pronouncing 5 in Japanese sounds like Go, while 9 is pronounced like Ku. Put them together oh. and you get Goku. The original Dragon Ball series seemingly paid homage to this pun. At one point, the evil King Piccolo, father of Piccolo Jr. Why do you have to say that? Declared that May 9th would be known as Piccolo. Um, because pronunciation of 5 and 9 together could be heard that Piccolo... Uh, just Yeah, so apparently it's Goku Day because that's how you pronounce 5, five and nine. 9. Okay, that's, that's fair. And I... I mean, honestly, it's a shame it's not May 12th, because May 12th is the day that Trunks told Goku the androids would show up. Like, that's yeah. an actual given date in those mo- in those um, things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, Akira Toriyama is involved. Um, he released a statement, too, um, that he confirmed he's heavily involved leading the story and dialogue production. Um, he says it's going to have some extreme and entertaining bouts featuring unexpected characters. Um and they're going to be charting unexplored territory in terms of visuals, which I'm thinking they might be trying to do. S- you you never saw Broly, right, Rich? No, I haven't. Right. So in Broly, during like the the big fight at the end with him, um, they're so powerful that they basically break reality at one point, and like they're like passing through like all these different like realms where like colors and swirls and shit are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine they're going to try and do something like in that vein, like the fight's just going to look like crazy for a few minutes and that it yeah. was a super cool effect but when they did it in that movie mm-hmm. um but we don't know anything about the actual plot of the movie nothing like that was released um 
it's probably still going to be post Dragon Ball Super anime, I assume. It'll probably be post Brawly too, but I'm assuming it has to be pre like the next arc. Like so it'll be in that like spot between the two. Cuz like the manga continued on from the Tournament of Power and yeah. it's like two arcs deep now. That's and- that's usually what they've done with these movies is like they brought in Super with Frieza and well, Battle they- of the Gods and Frieza. Well yeah, Battle of the Gods and Frieza and then they had Brawly which brought in the, the next arc. So, yeah, I mean, it would make sense that this would just be the next before or during the next arc or after the next arc into the one after that. Well, so Brawly was never done in the manga, though. Like, they alluded to it happening, but, like, mm-hmm. they skipped over it. They just went, yeah. it basically went from Tournament of Power to the Moro arc. The Moro arc is super long and a ton of shit, ha- shit happens. So there's no way that's going to be the next, mo- like, that's going to be the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm assuming they're going to do something else with, Either they're going to bring in characters from, like, maybe they'll try and do another, like, Broly thing and bring in a character from the old movies and make them relevant and um and canon. Because, mm-hmm. like, they did, uh, like, in the manga right now, they just basically revealed that Namekians aren't actually from, like, the planet Namek that, like, we found in Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Huh. Like, apparently they're from, like, they're, they were, like, a race that apparently, like, spread out at one point. So, like, they were on a bunch of different planets at a time. Um... And, like, one of the characters in this new arc, like, lives with a super old Namekian, and on this planet, they have a set of Dragon Balls also, but it's only three. It's three Dragon Balls, and that's it. And apparently, they don't have any of the um, regulations that the other ones do. Like, they're not inanimate for a year or anything like that. Like, as soon as you use them, you can just go fucking get them again and use them right away. Yeah. But something like that, they could always bring in, like, they could, like, redo the Lord Slug movie. Mm-hmm. Which was, I think, the fourth Dragon Ball Z movie where he was he was the super Namekian before like Piccolo actually became way more powerful than all the other Namekians. So like they could make him some sort of like actual force that could potentially go against what Goku and Vegeta are now. Yeah, which like because at a certain point like they can basically only fight gods at this point because of like like Vegeta in the manga is literally training to learn how to do the God of Destruction powers and goku is training to learn angel powers like they're actually becoming like god god creature things Jeez. yeah yeah like because like goku is trying to learn ultra instinct from from the angels um and because vegeta is too like uptight to like relax and learn that beerus is just like yeah just learn learn what i do like i don't i don't use that shit either i just blow things up here yeah. pra- practice blowing things up so yeah, like, but I'm curious to see what the movie will end up being. Because, like, mm-hmm. you ha- you've seen both movies, but you haven't watched any of this show, right, Rich? Right. So, like, I think, like, like the first, like, Battle of the Gods and Resurrection F were both actually, they were fun. They were good movies. They were. And then um, I thought Brawly was also really good. And, it, like, it, it made Gogeta canon, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully they can just do something else neat with another movie. And yeah. because it's canon, like... They can actually tie it into whatever that, whatever comes of the anime in the future. Cause I'm sure it'll be back once the manga gets a bigger gap to it, but it's a, it's a monthly release. So it takes much longer for them to build up that like legroom. So it'll probably be a while before we see like another series out of them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Rich, you finally got to watch Godzilla Final Wars and all 15 minutes of Godzilla. Yo, so, yeah, I got to watch Godzilla Final Wars. That was this week's movie. And, God, was that movie 
the most 90s thing I'd ever seen in my life to rip off Matrix ever. It is one of those good-bad movies where, like, it is bad, but you can't help look away and you can't help but be entertained, but it is just not good at all. I, like, the movie starts out with uh, them capturing Godzilla in the Antarctic. He's just stuck in ice in the Antarctic. And then they explain to you that uh, humans have evolved, some humans have evolved into mutants. Um, and that they uh, have special, like, they're, 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 like, special powers. Not necessarily stronger, but, like, not even, like, mutants that like you would think in, in, in X-Men. But, like, they just, they're different than regular humans. A little bit faster, a little bit stronger, a little bit this, a little bit that. Um, and then it just, like, from there... It starts off with the captain of a sub of the special submarine in the Earth Defense Force, uh, fighting the beast, the, the the kaiju known as Manda, and killing it. But in doing so, dealt caused damage to the the submarine submarine ship. It's a it can fly, but it can also float in the water. It can do both because that's what Japan does now. Um, and so this captain, um. He then gets reprimanded because he caused too much damage and they needed to repair the ship. And he ends up punching uh, an officer and then gets locked up. And you don't see him for a while. And the story just follows one of the mutants and the tr- the, the, the the Trinity figure. And the mutant is now the Neo figure. And the Trinity figure, uh, as they go and and check out this um, uh, what is, uh, uh, cocoon kaiju that they found in the water and it's that just mothra? like no it was gigan that was cocooned by mothra hundreds of thousands of years ago there was a fight and then uh the the cosmos show up and they tell the neo the chosen one and the trinity girl basically like always fight for earth and mothra will come help you um and uh they fuck Gigan back in forever ago, and they were able to stop him, but then he, he didn't die, they just cocooned him, but he's, like, still... Because apparently Gigan's like a robot in this. Kind of. It's weird. Uh, it's just so much happens. So much happens in this movie. At one point, they're on, uh, they're, they're driving away... I'm getting ahead of myself. Eventually, the, <laughs> the ex-aliens... Um, which is what the aliens were called. Most of the time, this is what the aliens from Planet X were called in all of the 50s, 60s, and 70s movies. The X-Aliens, they show up, and they, um, they're just like, oh, we want world peace. We want to have peace with your people. Um, and eventually, just one of the aliens are just like, nah, fuck this shit. They kill their captains, like, we're taking over the planet because we need the mitochondria from humans we need to feast off that in order to continue to survive. So you're now cattle to us, and we're just going to destroy the world because we're going to release all the monsters. And so they release all the monsters. Um, while releasing all the monsters, some of the uh, mutants are fighting. Um, and I said this to you guys, but I have to just repeat the line because it's so stupid. They're fighting Ebra, which is the lobster monster. And they like they get to do the killing blow. And the main guy is just like... Uh, and yeah, they're humans, mutants, but they're humans, killing a kaiju without any, like, special equipment, just guns and rocket launchers. And so the guy, he's getting ready to do the final blow, and he's like, sorry, I'm vegetarian. 
which is just the dumbest fucking. It's <laughs> really fucking is. This movie was made in 2004, and it is the most 90s shit I've ever seen. Um, they then uh they go uh encounter the the, the ex aliens, and it turns out that the mutants have a cell in them from that also Geigen had, and it gives the ex aliens control over the mutants. And so they then turn the mutants on the humans. Um, and so what, like, the, a captain of, like, the Earth Defense Force, like, the, he's an older guy, too. He's like, he doesn't look like somebody who would be able to take on 12 enemies. But he does. He's like, no, you all go, and I'm gonna help. And I'm gonna defend off these enemies. And so they, like, he, fin- he fends them all off, but the screen fades to black, they close the door, and you don't see anything from them. And the aliens are like, all right, we're just going to destroy the Earth and take all these people as cattle so we can eat your mitochondria. Um, they go rescue the captain, who is the Morpheus. Um, he's he's a uh, he's actually from Miami Vice. I can't remember the name of the actor, but he is from, I think, the new version of Miami Vice. Um, uh, mustache dude with a sword for some reason. He carries around a sword. Um, and they go get to the... Um, the submarine, flying submarine that was more destroyed that has now been repaired. And they're like, all right, what we, what, what we need to do is go re- uh, free Godzilla and have Godzilla kill all these monsters. And so they defies this plan and they get into the ship and like they're getting ready and the, the captain starts making this, this big statement, this big speech. And I can't remember a lot of the speech, but what I do remember is the final words he said you was... You mean you didn't write the speech down to I recite to us? I didn't write the speech down. But what I do remember is he turns around and says, this will be our final wars. He said the thing. He said the thing. He said the thing. So do, then, you watch, do you watch these dubbed or subbed? I'm sorry. I, I know I asked uh, that, but. the This one was dubbed because of Amazon. Amazon has not had any of the 90s or any of the films that I've watched on there or subbed. So oh, they've only they've only been dubbed at least the 90, or the millennium era. I can't remember what the. 90s era i feel like a lot of these bad lines are not actual translations no because see here's the thing here's the thing the captain guy who said the final war line he's white and he spoke english his (laughs) mouth matched so the this is actual fucking lines from the movie it's not poor translation oh that just makes me feel bad about everything (laughs) yeah like he spoke english like his his, there was no missinking or anything like in early six in the early sixties, they had like Americans in these films speaking Japanese. No, this guy was flat out speaking English. There was no dubbing for his voice. Um, on their way to uh, the 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 uh, submarine ship, uh, the flying submarine, there was one point where uh, they're trying to get away from the mutants, and they're in like an armored vehicle. That gets knocked on its side, and then this the main mutant guy, the Neo guy, comes out of his out of the armored vehicle on a motorcycle that just was, happened to be in the armored vehicle, and starts driving on a freeway, uh, fighting uh, the 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 enemy that you would maybe kind of consider Agent Smith, or at least an agent, because he's one of the other mutants. Yeah, we just had the the freeway fight from uh, <laughs> but th- that's from the Matrix Two. This movie came out after the Matrix 1, so that wasn't there, but still. Uh, maybe Matrix took from that, because this took so much from Matrix. Um, then they 
So he says the final war line. They go. They free Godzilla. He then goes on his rampage and fights all of the monsters. Fights all the monsters that are left. Um, which at one point was it started with Zilla. He went right to Sydney, took out Zilla. I sent you guys that video of the 38 seconds that Zilla is on screen. Um, and it's just all, all the time that God, that Zilla is on screen. He takes Zilla out with um, uh, uh, some 41 playing in the background. Then he goes and he fights uh, King Caesar, which that fight was done pretty quickly. And then he ends up fighting, was it uh, Angurius Rodan? Was it Angurius Rodan and King Caesar all at once, maybe? So they I, really like like crammed these things together. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh he he fights he fights Ebra himself uh again because they didn't actually kill him when when he said the vegetarian line. So he fights Ebra and then he goes and he fights yeah, it was Angurius King Caesar and and Rodan, I believe, all at the same time. And at one point like there Angurius goes into a ball and they're being he's being thrown at Godzilla. And Godzilla, like, does, like, a, a goalie jump to stop it, and it just sends Angurius over to some of the other monsters. It was the dumbest thing ever, but, like, this movie needs to be watched by everyone. How ridiculous this is. Um, we get to the final fr- uh, confrontation with the humans and the aliens, and the aliens are in the ship that has uh, a, a, a force field around it. And so the, the mutant that the main guy the Neo character was fighting on the bridge or on the freeway. They like took, they, they knocked him out. They didn't kill him and they brought him into the ship. And then, uh, he's like, they, they, they fire at the main alien ship. And there's this, 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 uh, uh, force field. They can't get through. So then the other mutant who's now just all of a sudden better gets into a ship and flies. And then has his independence day moment where he flies into the alien ship and crashes into the shield generator to dissipate the shield generator. So now we not only do we have uh, uh, Matrix, but we also have uh, Independence Day being ripped off with this movie. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Oh, I one thing I forgot to mention: after they were flying away uh, in the uh, flying submarine, you get a glimpse of the um, of the the captain who shouldn't have been able to fend off all of those mutants. As he looks up and just screams in the air as the flying submarine flies by, and he defeated all the mutants, but he's like his he's like his clothes are all torn and ripped apart and everything. Um, yeah, this movie there there were then things with Manila, Baby Godzilla, that like had nothing to do with anything, um, but was the 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 crux of stopping Godzilla from destroying all of the humans at the very end, which was the dumbest thing ever. And then the um they. The, the humans go into the alien ship because the flying submarine has a drill on it, by the way. I did not mention that. Um, so they drill into the alien ship and, uh, you find out that the main mutant has, uh, is like a one in a billion of a mutant to have certain genes to have special powers and he should join the aliens. And then he says no. Wow. And- <laughs> hold on hold on and he basically says no so he's like all right well we're gonna kill you and they fire a bunch of lasers at him and he fucking stops the lasers with his mind (laughs) this movie this movie came out after the matrix um it came out after all of the matrixes uh wasn't 
Matrix 1, 2003? Wasn't that? Uh, no, the uh, Matrix was, like... was 1999. Oh. So then, it yeah, it came out after Matrix 2, at least. I'm pretty sure it was all three of them, because I think Revolution was 2003 or 4. Uh, yeah, Matrix Revolution, November 3rd, 2003. Let me just double-check final release date. It was 2004. Okay. Both Reloaded and Revolutions were 2003. That's all right. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't remember if they were yeah. the same year or if they were one of those, like, six months apart, like, but into a different year. Yeah. Um. So then the uh the main bad alien and the main mutant, good mutant, they they have their Neo uh, uh, Agent Smith face off, while then uh the rest of the humans try to have to escape, and at one point the general with the sword, the white dude decides he's he's got to save everything as well, so he splits off, and then they all meet up, and the general has one more good one liner. I can't remember what it was because it wasn't that good. Now, you, when you say good, you mean like good with like air quotes, right? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those like it's one of those like vegetarian lines. Again. It's like yeah. I think he I think he meets up with them who was ahead of him, and he's like, "I told you to get to the ship," or something like that. After he rescued them. Like, he flat out rescued them, and he's like, I told you to get to the ship. Or some stupid line like that. I don't remember. Um, then you, you also then have the fight where it's Godzilla fighting uh, uh, Super Gigan, and then Monster X shows up, which is just like a pre-evolution form of Super Ghidorah, I guess, is a way to explain it. I don't remember the name that they give this version of Ghidorah. Um, I don't know either. I, I'm... I'm Opening up the wiki now, because I know they give Ghidorah a specific name. Uh, it was... Where's it at? Um, Kaiser Ghidorah, is what they call him. <laughs> and, 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 well, he's, and he's different, because he's, uh, he's got... He's four-legged instead of two-legged. Um, that's really about the, the only difference. He still has his wings and everything, but he has... He has four legs, and is kind of like... Uh, I mean, his, he's kind of... Kind of, I guess you would say, has like the body of more like a a hippo or or an elephant, um, with the big round like legs, and is he was just different. Um, but he ended up they ended up having him fight against uh Gigan, and Mothra was there. Mothra got like one of its wings chopped in half, and it was just it was a crazy fight, and it's an interesting fight. Like I've I've seen parts of that fight online, and it's good, and like this movie as a whole is absolutely super entertaining but it is just not good like it's just it's it's super cheesy super campy like it, it's they knew what this was going to be because this was their 50th anniversary i th- i feel like they knew they were going to go over the top and it's just like it was it's ridiculous like this is a movie everyone has to watch especially knowing that it's bad because you're not going to have any high, you're not going to have high expectations and i feel like you're just going to be flat out entertained the entire time i feel like that has kind of been all of like the more recent movies like you've been entertained but they're just not good whereas like you seem to actually enjoy a lot of the earlier ones yeah so like with with uh like the millennium era in general 2000 and megagirius were like they were fine and then um it got better with uh, GMK, and then uh, Mech- the two Mecha Godzillas were really good, and those two were actually supposed to have like another sequel to it because they had a stinger at the end at post credits. But this does not follow that stinger. This is a standalone film. <clears throat> like I don't even think it follows the original, 
Like, th- that's one thing. Like, it doesn't even reference 1954's Godzilla. Which, even every Godzilla has, like, had some sort of reference to 54 or acknowledgement of 1954. Well, that's just dumb. Yeah. But it is... Yeah, it, it was... It's... It's definitely a movie. Um... And it was absolutely entertaining. Like, more entertaining than, like, some of the earlier ones in the Millennium Era. Um, more entertaining than any of, than, like, than, than Godzilla vs. King Kong, and even some of the other ones, like, 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 uh, Gigan and Hidora, um, Mothra, Godzilla vs. Mothra in 92. And honest, in my opinion, any of the Mothra movies, just because I, I just find Mothra, and, like, the, their, their usage of Mothra boring. Um, and it's just like it's over the top and campy, and it's like in a league of its own when it comes to these. It's definitely not the best, but it's definitely not the worst. That's yeah. that's fair. So what's the next one? The next one is Shin Godzilla. Okay, and that's the one that's apparently actually a a good movie, I guess. Yeah, it's it, it goes in a uh, completely different direction than any other Godzilla movies have ever done, past and present. Um, and it's a pretty big gap between Final Wars and that, isn't it? It's yeah, it's a twelve year gap. Um, oh wow! But, so so Shin Godzilla I mean, that, was from 2016. Yeah, it's a 12 year gap unless you include 2014's legendary Godzilla monster verse. Uh, no, be, because uh, the the US ones don't count. Uh, no, I mean, I mean they do, but don't like they're not Toho produced. No, um, and they star nothing but Americans basically. Like there's one Japanese guy in all three movies. I, there's, uh, I don't know if she was Japanese 24, uh, no, she was probably Japanese in both 2014. There's two Japanese people in both of those. To be and fair, I said one Japanese guy. <laughs> fine, fine. Um, but yeah, so the next one is Shin Godzilla, um, and that is, it's, like, an actual, like, kind of disaster movie more so than anything else. I don't really know much about it. All I do know is, like, Godzilla is an in this world, in this iteration, Godzilla is an ever-evolving thing. And so from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, completely changes in looks. And at their original plan was to have it, have the, 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 the Godzilla, uh, the Shin Godzilla, like, continue with different, with additional movies to eventually take over the entire universe with how it evolved. Uh, at the very end, I do know this, um, after they're able to stop him, they check his tail and there are Godzilla-human hybrids getting ready to evolve and come off of his tail before they were able to stop him. Well, that's weird. Yeah. Oh, just a little. Like, there's, there, there's, like, rumor to, to where, like, he just eventually turns into a planet himself and a blob and then just starts taking over the, the, the universe. Uh, it is. It, I don't know, like, if it's supposed to be a representation of something or I don't know, but like, it is oh, outright insane how this. What, oh, what happens it, it looks like it's still a dude in a suit too. Uh, dude in mocap, but really good mocap and really I was, good. I just the picture that I see for it, like, it just doesn't look like CG. Oh yeah, I mean, there's um, they they do mocap, but they do a really good job, and maybe there are some suit uh suit scenes. But like, if you go through the wiki and you scroll down to the, like the production information, there's a guy doing mocap as Godzilla. Okay, okay. Um, real quick, this is not related to Godzilla. I don't know if either of you saw Final Fantasy X and X two are going to be available on Game Pass starting tomorrow. Uh, Xbox announced this by tweeting it out in Albed. <laughs> in, That's in... Of the, the language in. Oh right. In I'm, I'm glad you understood what I meant, true. <laughs> 
I forgot that there was that like, that extra language. I forgot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they 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 tweeted out that it will be available tomorrow in the game's language, and then the Final Fantasy account responded in also in that language. So you know that's fun. I bought the PS4 copy of that and have never touched it. <laughs> I have the PS3 copies, so I can't play them. <laughs> I did play most of ten, though. I think it's been a while. Because, I mean, what was that, 2012, I guess? Probably. Those were good games, though. I like 10. Well, 10 was a good game. I never I never really got much into 10-2. I've never played any of 10-2, but it was like $10 for maybe 20 tops for the PS4 copy of it. And I was like, eh, I might play this. Yeah, I'm I've, pretty sure it's still string. <laughs> yeah, I've wanted to get it for, like, Vita or Switch for a while. Because, like, that's the sort of game that I would definitely play, like, handheld more than I would want to play on the TV. Because... Even in a, a quote-unquote HD remake, like, that game still looks like it's from 2002. Yeah. Like, I don't need it on a 55-inch television. It'll be fine on a small, like, Vita or Switch screen. Yeah. But, anyway, um, anything else either you guys want to talk about? Uh, just real quick with Shin Godzilla, uh, Jordan, you, you won't know, you might know these names, Cobbs, but Jordan, you probably won't. Uh, it is directed and co-directed by Hideki Anno and Shinji Higuchi, who uh, they collaborated on the Neon Genesis Evangelion movie. I have never and seen anime. either. Oh, well, I've seen the I've seen the the show. I've I've seen. Well, yeah, like... they 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 collaborated on the anime, not the movie. But uh, okay. so that that'll explain why it's so weird. Yes, yeah. like uh, Hideki Anno is the director of that series, and so he co-directs. And uh, well, so... ho- hopefully, Shin Godzilla didn't run out of money with the last like twenty minutes. <laughs> and have to just do everything in a dreamscape inside one of the characters' minds and never actually show I, a resolution. I mean, you see, the thing is, I know how the movie ends and what their plans were and how the movie, like, it, it doesn't actually fit the style of what Godzilla would have been, or this Godzilla should have been, that, like, they maybe did run out of funding and just couldn't get a, a stinger for a sequel. Uh, or, and so you know what, maybe, just, just throwing this but, out there, you said it's mocap. Maybe the screenshots I saw were suit, like a guy in a suit because they ran out of money and couldn't afford to do the CG anymore, so they had to just grab one of the old Godzilla suits. Maybe. I mean, they do they do a really good job at some of those things because I know the scenes you're talking about. But like, I, the movie ends with them stopping him from evolving by giving him a freezing agent that stops him from evolving and freezes him in place. But if he's continually evolving, he should be able to evolve to beat that. So yeah, yeah, that's that's weird though. That's very weird. Yeah, it's. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Well, you've only got a few days to wait, so probably probably gonna have to wait until Sunday instead of Saturday. I just wake up early Saturday and watch it. I mean, it's supposed to rain have, Saturday morning. I have I have a wedding on Saturday. What time though? It's at four. That's that's all day. That is plenty of time to watch a fucking movie in the morning. I don't know. It's supposed to rain on Saturday, and it doesn't rain on Friday, and maybe I will mow the lawn. But I don't want to go to a wedding all sore from on the lawn, so I probably won't. So I mean, so just wake up and watch the fucking movie in the morning, and then we'll bitch see. about your lawn again for a week. Oh, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna bitch about my lawn. <laughs> right. Well, I think that is going to be a show. Uh, if you would like to find out find any more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with dollars, you can go to your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Review us, rate us, subscribe to us. Those things all help a whole bunch. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. 
Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. Otherwise, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.